we won't belabor the point. We won't hold you too long. And I will continue to be the speaker that has many jobs, as you can tell. Let us pray. God, we do thank you for being a way maker. That is who you are. We thank you, God, for allowing us to come and to be in your presence this morning. And now, God, as we go into this part of our worship service, we thank you for the word that you have given to us. Allow us to deliver according to your will that we may not do things for trying to be good, but that we do some good in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are our strength and our redeemer. The church said amen. Our theme scripture what I have been charged to deal with this morning and it says death and life is in the power of the tongue death and life is in the power of the tongue translated in the message Bible it says words kill words give life they're either poison or they're fruit. You get a chance to choose because they kill, they give life, and they're either poison or they are fruit. You choose. This week, the words of Will Smith and Chris Rock reverberated across our TV airways, and we began to hear from God about how words matter. In other words, what we say matters because, as our base scripture says, death and life are in the way we use our mouth. And as we heard the slap, they said they went across the nation. We want to tell you, people of God, that words can disable. And words can discourage God's people. Words can detract and distract God's people. So we want you to know today from our theme, you better watch your mouth. You better watch your mouth. Now, that's our title for the day, and it's customary in this church sometimes that uh, probably me more than Pastor I, I ask you to find a neighbor, and you tell the neighbor, you better watch your mouth. Now, I know usually we get a, a, a smile. I hear you laughing. Uh, uh, and, 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 but just in case you can't see the neighbor smiling or grinning, get you another neighbor and tell them you better watch your mouth. 
Yes. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Pastor, I say you better zip it. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. In our research, we found two things about what we say as people. One of them is that we lie about God when we say he takes pleasure in what the things are that he calls evil. Or when we say that he will bless what he has sworn that he will judge. Yes, there is a judgment day coming because God always judges sin and he blesses obedience. Look at Jeremiah 5 and 12. And then uh, secondly, we say that we live in an era when many religious authorities try to bless what God has condemned and arrogantly replace that divine authority with public opinion. Oh, now I hope I got some amens in here. You know, uh, um, a few more amens and I'll hurry up and sit down and get out of your way. You see, God allows them to continue their activities for a time, but it ain't going to last forever. Somewhere along the line, God going to have enough of this foolishness. And he ain't going to listen to public opinion. He going to listen to God because he is God. And our actions, our actions, our, our actions, Pastor, behind those words that we utter, sometimes, you know, they, they speak much louder than the words we actually speak. That's because as we are doing our research and we, we looked around, we began to look at different authors and what they were saying. One author stood out, Rob McCorpel, who said, our words are rarely neutral. They really are. They really are. They, they, they tend to be more poison than anything, but they're rarely just neutral. That's why the Bible is quick to tell us that death and life are in the words that we speak. They can help somebody. Or they can harm somebody. Am I right about it? I'm just checking again like I did last week. Make sure I was in the right church. Making sure that you, you know that, that I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the truth. And not just coming up with some things. You see they, the words can encourage somebody. Or they can deflate somebody. They can lift somebody up. Or push somebody down. Simply put your words can help somebody, or on the other hand, be distressed, or discouraged, or deterred, or destroyed. Your words can do that. I hope you're tracking me today. I'll raise my hand as I always do, put myself in it first, because I know in my life I have said some detracting words. I've, I've said some words that have discouraged, not intentionally, but I may have done so. So I, I just got a, another saying to say to you. You better watch your mouth. Proverbs 20 and 10 through 11, I believe is the scripture says that the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. And it also gives the converse, which is uh, to say that by the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn apart. How many times have you seen 
somebody tear apart somebody else with their wicked mouth. Tell your neighbor, you better watch your mouth. If that one don't seem interesting enough, tell your other neighbor, you better watch your mouth. I love audience participation. That's why I had you do it twice. Watch your mouth. You know, uh, let me tell you a story. My wife does not like frogs. She cannot stand frogs. If she sees a frog, she's going to go the other way. But there was a story that I found about frogs that I felt like she would like because it's a spiritual story. You see, there was a group of frogs traveling through the woods one day, and two of them fell into a deep hole, a deep pit. And when the other frogs crowded around, looking all down in that deep hole, they saw how deep it was, and they told the two frogs that fell in, uh, uh, you better give up. There ain't no hope for you getting out. You And we're going to just leave you here, and you're going to be in the hole. However, the two frogs tried to ignore everything the other frogs said to them about giving up, and they proceeded to try and jump out of the hit, out of the pit more and more and more. Ain't that the way we supposed to try to do it when we get in a tough situation? Try to get out of it. Uh, but despite their best efforts, Sister Brandy, they 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 the group of frogs on the top, while they were still saying all their crazy stuff, you ought to give up, you ought to give up, the frogs kept on jumping. Eventually, one of the frogs gave out, Brother Allen. He couldn't even have enough breath left, and so he stopped trying to jump, jump out, and he ended up just falling out. And so the other frogs kept hollering at the last frog. Stop the pain. Stop the pain, brother. Just die. You ain't going to get out of there. Just get out. Just die. Just die. To which that frog jumped even harder. Uh, and believe it or not, he finally made it out. When it got out, Brother CJ, the other frog said, didn't you hear us when we were talking to you? Uh, uh, didn't you, didn't you, I mean, we hollered as loud as we could. Didn't you hear something we were saying? Uh, to which that last frog said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, and he did some sign language like Brother Kalen likes to do. And he also let out an explanation. He said, I'm, I was deaf. That's why he did the sign language. And, and he thought they were just trying to encourage him. People's words can have a big effect on others' lives. So we need to think before we speak. And when we speak, we better watch our mouth. It can literally be the difference between life and death. Watch your mouth. Well, we all are familiar with Facebook and Instagram and just regular old email. We better watch the words we use even in our social media and on our daily email uh, 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 traffic. 
because your words, my brothers and sisters, have been known to wound others from a distance because they will often come from your internal frustrations, your fanaticism, and you better know that it's most definitely coming from your flesh. So, oh, I'm going to get an amen in a minute. I find it interesting, I find this very interesting, that when you look up the word tongue in the dictionary, the dictionary will begin to explain it clearly, and it will tell you about its location, where it is, it will tell you its purpose and how it functions, how it aids in speech and in chewing and in swallowing. And it will also uh, uh, tell you about its position. But the Bible will tell you something that the dictionary doesn't tell you about the tongue. And that is, uh, of all the organs in our body, uh, this piece called the tongue is the thing that will lead to a path of destruction. Oh, somebody needs to hear me this morning. Uh, as we take a close examination in the book of James and land in chapter number three, James gives us a very vivid picture, Brother Rico, a picture of our tongues. And can I tell somebody, it is not pretty. I can say it like this, it ain't pretty. It ain't, it just ain't. James, James, you all remember James. He is the brother of Jesus. James, he is known as a man who speaks in a direct fashion. James is one of those in your face uh, uh, kind of men uh, who comes at his readers uh, and he comes at you with a sincere desire. What he wants you to do is to live an uncompromising life uh, of obedience to the word of God. Come on, somebody. James is practical. He's, he's practical in his approach. Uh, and he lets us know that if you are going to profess that you are a Christian, you need to sound like one. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. You see, you see, in other words, uh, James says carrying our Bibles uh, and wearing our Jesus pins uh, and doing a holy dance uh, will not cut it uh, if we don't watch what comes uh, out of your mouth. Oh, I think I'm telling somebody something this morning. James personified the tongue as being representative, uh, Reverend Burrell, of human depravity and wretchedness. Nothing shows the fall of mankind like the tongue. Oh, somebody better hear me. Somebody better hear me this morning. What James really tells us is a few things about the tongues. He says it's small, but it has a, a huge effect on our lives. He says it's on fire, but the fire is of a sinful nature. He says it defiles. In other words, it can ruin your whole body. He says it sets fire to nature and hell controls. And I told you it wasn't pretty. Uh, he says everything else can be tamed by mankind. 
mind, but no man is able to, con to tame its tongue because it's unruly and it's evil and it's full of deadly poison. James, James tells us um, with our tongues we will bless God and then we will curse God's people. We will use our tongues, the same tongue in the same mouth to bless you one minute and curse you in the next. So that brings me to the very first thing we want you all to know uh, this morning that in Matthew 12 and 36, it's a great reminder when you have a moment, look it up. It's a great reminder that we must learn to choose our words carefully. Why, brothers and sisters? Because there will come a day of judgment and you will be judged not on how you looked, not on how many times you made it to church. Church, not on you singing in the choir, not because you got degrees on your wall, not because of where you lived, not because of what you drove, but you will be given an account for every idle deed and every careless word that comes from your mouth. Oh, my, 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 can I put a pen here and talk to husbands and wives for just a minute? Oh, God. Mm, don't 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 choose words that will hit below the belt. You all know you 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 know when you hit below the belt. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Words hurt, or they can bless your relationship. Choose your words carefully, for they do have the power to kill or to bring life. Oh, we know, we know. Ah, we see that in Psalms 55 and 21 where the writer talks about words softer than oil, yet there were drawn swords. What you're talking about, Pastor? Well, you all know we got this Russia-Ukraine thing that's happening and going on, uh, and it has incited a lot of deadly consequences because the speech was smooth as butter, yet there was war in their hearts. Sometimes, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, come on, Pastor Keith, sometimes we pretend with our words, pretend to be kind and pretend to be honest. We pretend to be loving. Stop pretending. Your words are lying. Watch the words from your mouth. exercise patience over our words. I was told when I was growing up uh, the saying, say your words soft and sweet. You may never know which ones from day to day you will have to eat. Such a true statement. Jesus said in John 6 and 63, the words that I speak are life. And so we admonish you today to speak life to others. Ah, yes. Because in Proverbs 16 and 24, it says, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health Mama. to the body. Come on. Health to the body. There was that same man, McCorkle, that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. 
Corkle said uh, he had to go on a grumble fast. A grumble fast. Because he complained and grumbled all the time. He said in some ways it was more difficult than going without food. He just had to get into that fast. And see, he said when he started to fast, he realized how deeply ingrained and embedded that spirit of ungratefulness was in him. And how he complained about everything and how he grumbled uh, about everything. Do you grumble? Do you complain? Every now and then. Yes, we do. I, I, Y'all don't have to raise your hand because I know for a fact that this is what we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to hold it in, Brother Rico, but it ain't going to always stay in there. We got we to gotta get it out every now and then. Let somebody else know that we are uh, just, just talking. We just talking. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't doing what we really doing, grumbling and complaining. This guy said that it, it, it caused him to repent. Uh, and he had to die a deeper death. What he was saying was die to sin even more deeply and let the Holy Ghost reign within his heart because he was a grumbler and a complainer. Proverbs 12 and 18b says, the tongue of the wise will bring about healing. He decided that he needed to have healing in his, uh, his ungratefulness. Then we got the gossips and the tattletales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're in the church, too. I ain't going to call none of y'all out, but they, they're, in, they're in the church. Every now and then, there's a little extra tidbit of information. Let me, let me, let me just tell you something. Or oh, oh, the, the, uh, the Lord laid it on my heart. The Lord ain't told you that. Let me lay it on you. Let me lay it on you. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I just want you to, to know I got just a little something to say to you. Uh, Proverbs 18 and 8 says, The words of a talebearer are like tasty truffles, and they go down into the inmost body. But the words of a slanderer, a gossiper, a tattletale, uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they're like poison. They are uh, like dainty morsels that, that go down into the animals of people's minds, but they cause destruction to the eater. The Message Bible says it this way. Hearing gossip is like eating cheap candy. So uh, 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 you, they ask the question, do you really want that junk in your body? Don't say words to stir up anger. My oldest brother-in-law used to say, don't let the fat fool you. In other words, don't speak words that your behind can't back up. Or don't let your mouth get your behind in trouble. Somebody going to get that one later on. Whoever keeps his mouth talking Proverbs 21 and 23. And he keeps his tongue 
He will keep himself or herself. Because it's both of us. It's, it's a unisexual thing. He will keep them out of trouble. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Because I've been trying to keep myself out of trouble for a long time. I hope you heard it this morning. Come on, Pastor I. Well, let us tell you quickly, our third point for this morning is speak in the spirit. Uh, yes, Ephesians 4 and 29 tells us, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. Uh, what a wonderful world this would be. Come on now. That if we did more building up than we do tearing down. Oh, come on now. Uh, but in, in order to speak in the spirit, uh, you're going to have to walk in the spirit. Uh, oh, God. Uh, you see, uh, I know I got at least one witness out there that once you make up in your mind to walk in the spirit, uh, then you will be able to speak speak in the spirit. Uh, families will become closer instead of fighting and tearing each other down. Um, I know that the divorce rate rates uh, would decrease um, allowing our families to thrive. Um, tension between the saints of God will begin to dissipate uh, when we begin to walk in the spirit, Pastor Keith. Uh, children could then grow up uh, in homes where they heard positive affirmations that would help them to be able to grow and to develop to be all that God has created them to be just because somebody took the time to speak to them words that continued to elevate and to build them up. James James has already told us. James told us that mankind has tamed every kind of animal. He, uh, we all been to the circus. Anybody ever been to the circus? Uh, and you watch dogs jump through hoops. Uh, uh, we've been to SeaWorld. Anybody ever been to SeaWorld? And, uh, and you watch the seals come out and they, they clap their flippers and they bounce the ball on their nose and, and they say hi to the people. Uh, they'll even dance if you uh, take, teach them how to dance uh, or how Hallelujah. We've been amazed uh, at what man has taught lions and tigers uh, and bears to do. Uh, but, but, but uh, we fail to bring our tongues uh, under subjection uh, to the will of our Father. Say amen, somebody uh, in the house. Uh, if we are going to be changed for the better, RCM2, uh, we need to watch uh, what comes out of our mouths. Uh, I know our world. I understand our world. We move at warp speed. We value quickness of thought and expedience of response. But that will bring us to our fourth point. Our fourth point is this. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Oh, God. That's rich in the word of God. That's found in James 1 and 19. Somebody said that is why God created us with two ears, one mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. So we can listen more attentively and speak 
more slowly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. See, every now and then, every now and then, my husband, uh-huh, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you into this, okay? Uh-huh, every now and then, my husband will say to me, but you didn't let me finish. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and you all know what he's saying. You're talking too quick. And, 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 and every, every now and then, we like in our house, we like to watch family food. Anybody watch family food on, on TV? Well, well, every now and then when you're watching the show, uh, and Steve starts to read a question, and you'll hear or see somebody hit the buzzer before he finishes the question. And they put their answer out in the atmosphere. And most of the time, nine times out of ten, CJ, they're going to give a wrong answer because they didn't wait. They didn't listen. They didn't wait until the question was finished being posed. And so as a result, they get the big Bump. Hallelujah. And there's an X for the team. Well, 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 can I just tell you, that's what we call jumping the gun. Yeah. And every now and then, we too will jump the gun. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, just sometimes, we got to hold up just a minute. We got to hold up just a minute and use our ears to hear God's thoughts on the situation. Oh, does anybody have time to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in your ear? God's thoughts matter on the situation. If we do, if we do this, what it really, really does, I'll check this out, is that it slows us down. It slows us down so we won't be speaking when we should be listening. You see, you see, my dad, my dad used to, used to tell us all the time, he said, put your brain in gear before putting your mouth in gear. Anybody's parents ever taught them that? It's a, it's a good practice. If you, if you never heard it, I, I, I tell you to grab a hold of it uh, right now because it's, it's telling us, it's telling us that we got to watch uh, what comes uh, out of your mouth. Uh, how many of you, come on, come on, we in church, uh, it's just, ain't nobody in here but us. Uh, I, I just want to know uh, how many of you all uh, somewhere along the line of your living uh, have spoken too soon? Ah, you responded too quickly, and then you regret it. Oh, you will shame. You upset. Oh, you couldn't believe what just came out of your mouth. How untimely it was. How ungodly it was. How hurt-filled it was. And how poisonous your words were. Anybody in the house? Anybody raise your hand that you spoke? too fast my brothers and my sisters in the house we cannot afford to waste our words james says our words are full of deadly poison hallelujah do you know do you know what poison does do, do you know how poison will destroy you our quick tongues are polluted and they will if we're not careful pollute everything and everybody around us come on come on 
on, church. Come on, church. Oh, we in here. We in here not just to run around, not just to flip and dip and fall out, but we come in this place so that we can learn how to live better for Jesus. Our words, our words, our words. We got to think before we speak. You got to watch your mouth because our pollution and our words will ruin our witness because the world is watching you. Oh, I know you don't believe it, but you go head on and wear your cross and go somewhere and fuss and cuss somebody out and see if they don't look at you funny. Oh, uh, uh, uh. I, I'm, I'm just trying. I just came to help somebody. Came to help somebody this morning. We got to be careful. We got to watch what comes out of our mouths because out of our mouth is the abundance of our heart. The mouth speaks. Ah, Matthew, Matthew 12 and 34 has told us that which brings me, brings us into a landing into my fifth and final point this morning. And that is this. Whatever is on the inside will come to the outside. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It's rough this morning. Nobody told you it was going to be like this. You all thought you were just going to come and see, see the baby. and uh, Thought you were just going to come and sing a song. <laughs> thought you were just going to come uh, and say a prayer. <laughs> thought you were just going to come. It's the first Sunday. Uh, we're going to feast at the table of love. Uh, and I promise you we will do all of those things. Uh, but you got to come into this house uh, with an understanding uh, that something that's on the inside uh, is going to come to the outside whether you know it or not oh can I teach just for one minute I promise I promise I'm gonna get out your way in the text James is addressing people who are Jewish Christians in other words they are people who already know Christ okay all right these ain't outsiders these are not unbelievers these are not heathens these are people who claim to know who Jesus is but for some reason and the text doesn't tell us but for some reason Pastor Keith, uh, James finds it needed and necessary to speak about the tongue. I'm, I, 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 I'm believing. I'm believing that he has seen how the tongue can destroy. I, I believe in church uh, that he's seen how the tongue can cut people down. I believe that he can see how the tongue can devastate. He tells these people uh, that they got to do better because what they are doing and where they are is just absolutely wrong and it does not line up with the word of our father so in verse number 12 he brings up some talk about some fig trees being unable to produce olives he's talking about something something about not being able to get fresh water from a salty spring James what are you talking about well come on in come on in I don't want y'all to miss this in case you all are unfamiliar with what James is doing in the text he is telling those readers he's saying that what you are producing is what is already on the inside of you if you are filled with criticism if you are filled with hate if you are 
are filled with evil, uh, if you are filled with cursing, uh, if you love a good piece of gossip, uh, if you are drawn to talking uh, about your friends behind their backs, uh, then that is something uh, that's been rooted in your heart. Uh, oh, God, uh, it really is the core and the essence uh, of who you are. We produce uh, who we are. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm almost done, CJ. I got to go. I got to go. But our words, our words, our words are connected to our hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Therefore, therefore, in order to address our heart issue, in order to reach our speech issues, we need to call on a specialist. Back, 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 back when I was growing up, they used to sing a song in the church called God Specializing. Oh, God. Oh, God. And things that seemed impossible oh god somebody somebody remembers i know you i know you could hear it in your i know you can hear it in your ears james says uh, we can train every animal but we cannot train our own tongues he said we need to call on uh, the one and only uh, tongue train tongue tamer known to man and his name is Jesus. Anybody need to call on Jesus this morning? Uh, hallelujah to help you change and tame your tongue. Um, have you ever, have you ever tried to do something on your own and you found it impossible to do? I, I, I tried to lose weight, but I, 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 uh, every time I pass McDonald's, look like my car just, just drives it. I, I try, I try to quit smoking, but 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 mm, I can't waste this pack that I got in my. Mm, mm, mm. I, I try, I try to stay away from him. Oh God, oh God, let I me mean, get down here. I try to stay away from her. Ah, 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 something, but something wouldn't let me do it. I tell you this morning, church, you need a God who specializes. You need a God who can help you. Ah, we came to remind you this morning that we serve a God who has a wonder-working power in him who can clean you up from the inside out. Come on this morning. Give God some praise in this house. So, 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 so that he will help us. He will help us. He will aid us to help tame our very tongues so that we'll come to a place 
come on, come on, I'm almost done. We're going to come to a place where we are able to watch our mouths. Well, how are we going to do it, Pastor? Because we're going to watch and choose our words carefully. We're going to exercise patience over our words. We're going to speak in the spirit of the living God. But remember, you got to walk in the spirit in order to talk in the spirit you gotta be quick to listen and slow somebody says slow slow to speak we gotta know that whatever is on the inside of us will come to the outside well I just thought about that Pastor Keith and I said well how 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 will we know how will we know who gonna be who gonna show us how to do all this is it the pastor's responsibility is it the Sunday school teacher's responsibility is it mom and daddy's responsibility well 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 let me tell you as, as I thought about it uh, I thought about I thought about oh 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 I thought about the man named Jesus I know he can show me how to do what I need to do I'm reminded that a long time ago, my Jesus took the road to Calvary. And I know it was on some kind of road. We think we got it rough, but he had it extra rough. Because guess what? As he was walking, I know they were taunting him. They were hitting him. They were beating him. And I know had he had it been one of us, we'd have had something to say. We've been fussing and carrying on the whole way. But the Bible teaches us that he had said not a mumbling word. Oh, he didn't say a word, but he kept on going to Calvary. But all the while, he began, when he got on the cross, he began to speak in the spirit. And you all know, you've been to the last seven words. He had seven things. That's all. Seven things that he said from the cross. But he was listening. He was listening. He was slow to speak. But he heard from his father. Oh, 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 oh. Because he knew, he knew that a day would come that we would be watching, seeing his example, needing somebody to follow. He knew that we would be dirty on the inside and his hanging on a cross would help to cleanse us from the inside out so that we one day would have a right and a title to the very tree of life. It was through his bloodshed, Pastor Keith. It was through the nails in his hand. It was through the nails in his feet. All of those things that he went through so we would learn to watch your mouth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Somebody need to watch your mouth.